Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. FSU Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Welcome in, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. This would be Seminole Headlines. Good to be with you. It is uh, for the first time that we are with you after a result. We got a game, boys. We got a game to reflect on. That's good news. A different kind of result because, man, everywhere I've gone in town since that football game, people are fired up about this football team. I think the expectations must have been so low that people are like, wait a minute, they competed and like they tried, <laughs> had a chance to and win. came back and showed a little fight, little heart, and coming back like they did because was uh, was something we hadn't seen in a minute. I guess the uh, somebody on the t- somebody within the program, not one of the coaches, but somebody in the program asked me, "Hey man, have you ever seen like fans give an ovation for the team after a loss?" And I was like, "I don't think so," but they did that night. And then people around town, just everybody's talking about how excited they are about Florida State football, and it's it's been a minute. So I, I was at a good. gas station moments ago. You'd have been t- petrified. Uh, I was at uh, a g- Just to interrupt you, <laughs> did you watch our rap video? Yeah, yeah, game? 2 o'clock in the morning, his head's on a swivel. <laughs> well, you got to be, man. Yeah, Who knows what's swivel. coming? I just, I just pictured you at the parking lot now of a gas station. Getting Let's gassed. do that. Let's do our next live, <laughs> our, our, our next post game at a, one guys, of these death traps growing up in on Tallahassee. The, growing up on the Carter Boulevard, it it uh we're on it, a yeah it created some issues for you man some trust issues well absolutely it did no I was uh I was laughing a bit uh, as I thought of you while I was at the gas station daytime right broad daylight okay just now. that's just the now. right that's the time to do it yeah uh, I also noticed his head on a swivel at the I'm like man they're just cleaning up around the place it's gonna be all right well, a couple drunken of students walking by nobody's <laughs> yeah. trying to jack you after the game here uh, but that said uh, as I was leaving the gas station. This guy said, uh, "Oh, hey, you're the you're the radio guy," and I went, "That that's me. I'm the radio guy." And he goes, "They didn't look real bad, did they? They look pretty good." He, mm-hmm. I was like, "You could just hear it yeah. in his voice." I was like, "Yeah, they did look pretty good, didn't they?" He's like, "Yeah, all right." That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all it was. So I do think there was a, a breath of fresh air, a sigh of relief, if you will. It's funny because you you know you got a vocal group that thinks every team that Four State Fields is going to go. You know, ten and two, eleven and one every year, but I think that's just online. I think that by and large, the silent majority kind of really went into that game, going, "Well, we'll see, boys. I yeah. don't know. I don't know," because it's been tough sledding. And at thirty-eight twenty, that place didn't empty. And you and I made the point yesterday. I think everybody was shocked to see that. And I was there. I was watching that student section very closely. <laughs> I was looking around, thinking. All right, let's see what happens now because they started to look a little uh, inept, like they were in quicksand a little bit. And then next thing you know, they fight, they come down, they score, they get the two-point conversion. Crowd gets back into it. That's the other part of the story is that that was, I know you wrote about it, CoreyOnWarchant.com. 
That was another thing. It was uh, a sight for sore eyes and certainly a, a wonderful sound for the ears to hear. Uh, the fans into it before the game, yeah. during the game, at the appropriate spots, after the game. I mean, it mm. was an electric atmosphere, one that we had hoped we'd see, but but that team provided that because of that fight. Especially, I thought, um, well, it was it was pretty loud the whole game, but especially after they cut it to 38-35, Milton had just given the crowd even more juice than it had, and then it's third down and long. And that place was jumping around like it was Camp Randall. You know what I mean? It was like it was inner Sandman type stuff. That place, yeah, I don't know, maybe the Oklahoma game, maybe the Notre Dame game from 14. There hadn't been many moments in the last decade. In 13, they were just up by so much, it didn't really matter. But, um, but there hadn't been many moments in the last decade where that place felt that loud and that electric. And to have that kind of showing on national TV, I know you lost, but to have that kind of showing with those recruits, in that stadium, where you don't have to point to 2014 and say, "Let hey, look what Dote can be when you're rocking again." They 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 experienced it. They don't have to go watch something on YouTube to see Dote Campbell Stadium rocking and energized and electric. They saw it firsthand. That 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 speaks volumes. Let's circle back for just a second here. Uh, as uh, yeah, he could put the phone. There. I can't. It, it screws with my audio. I can't hear. Yeah, okay. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. That's why I, every time you put I your phone out, I thought he was grab. I know. You're yeah. like, what is this guy doing? I thought I'd made that abundantly what? clear. No, no, the no. Last this two doesn't shows. tell me anything. No, the last two shows when you've you done never it, and I've said asked it. You to move. You've just done this, right? I don't know what people think. I'm just distracted by a phone. Good thing we're good thing we're live and we're not recorded like back in the day. We're using some different language right now. So the bottom line is, let's circle back to what led up to all of this, which was. Yeah, I'm gonna put my phone next to yours. Where's yours? It's hidden over the right one. corner. You can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, so we 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 have a great night on Friday night at Horizons, obviously, and everybody mm. comes out, and that was really cool to see. Uh, and the Register Sausage shirts were amazing. Mm. By Stephanie the way. wore hers to the game on uh, the on Sunday. Yeah, the I didn't sausage. get one by the way. I didn't get one. And Mike put the Register Sausage in the mac and cheese bites. Forget about it. Was it. Good stuff, man. Bring it was great. And and, and Heather Burke. I got was to there meet her. Her. Yeah, we're best friends now. Ever. Yeah. yeah. So we all had a great time. And then, of course, on Saturday, we were at Corner Pocket, <laughs> listener appreciation party, and uh, really kind of kick off to the year. That was fantastic. Everybody was great there, and it was nice to see everybody. We watched some football. We watched Alabama hammer Miami, and uh, we'll see if the Canes quit. They're on quit watch. That's, yeah, that's, that's tough, typically Hopefully they understand what they – well, not no, hopefully. No, no, no. no, no they, you want them to think, like oh, we're terrible. Do. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. Yeah. So – they're that, on quit watch. That doesn't usually come in early September. Though. No. They're ahead yeah. of schedule. Yeah. So, they, but then the buildup was, and it seemed interminable, but we had to wait till Sunday night, and then the game happened. And uh, I thought you could tell, even though they score on a busted play on fourth down in the first drive, I thought just the opening couple of tackles, guys weren't catching tackles. Yeah. Right off the bat, you were like, okay, they're here to hit. And Jermaine Johnson made a difference immediately. The yeah. second you saw him, you go, well, that's different. I mean, there were indicators, even though that led to seven points pretty quickly. You thought, all right. But then they did get the test that I'd been begging for, which was what happens when something goes wrong? Well, something went wrong in a hurry. Their offense was horrible to start. They looked like Mickey Mouse, just little kids out there getting blown up with screens and draws and nonsense. And Notre Dame is flying around. It's fourth down. You're punting from your freaking end zone right off the bat. It's a bad snap. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm man, like, that was a great play. I'm like, listen, what are we doing out here? This is hideous. <laughs> I mean, My man, Mastromano, that was, yeah. a, I mean, that was that a great play. play. Athletic. Yeah. He's an athlete back there. So all of it could, that could go wrong, you're down seven. Notre Dame's got good field position. You looked terrible on offense. Yeah. You're staring it right in the face, right here, right now, and this team was not last year's team or the year before. Or the year before, 
They were, F that, we're going to play, let's go. And then I kind of breathed a sigh of relief. And then really, the rest of the game, well, the fight it, was Even apparent. then, <clears throat> that moment, I'm going to test out that cough you, button you one of these times. I want to see. What if I do? Can, what you if you I hear do? Me? can you hear me now? I can hear you. Well, the cough button's ridiculous. It doesn't work. So um, so that moment and then the 38 to 20 moment. You know, when, when it got yeah, 38 to 20, happens? I'm like, okay, this is going to be 52 to 20, and we're going to try to sell that they've made some big improvements because I thought they had. I thought, I it thought looked they different. had too, even then. But it, it still looked like it was going to be yeah. 45 or 52 to 20 or 52 to 27. And then for them to come back and have that drive, Jordan Travis to have that drive to cut it to, to 10, to get the stop, and then I, I, that was really encouraging too, to see them bounce back from that because that's when a game gets out of hand. The, the, the momentum clearly was on Notre Dame's side. Florida State just gave up three straight touchdowns, and you're like, okay, well, that's a wrap. It was cool for two and a half quarters, but clearly the better team is taking control of this game. And afterwards, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who the better team was. Oh, like, I, I am. Notre like, Dame's the better team. Florida State gave them some stuff, though. It wasn't as if yeah. Florida State played incredibly and Notre Dame played terribly, if, if, and that's what happened. If Jack Cohn doesn't have the game of his life, by the way, good job there calling that. He's a right-handed Hornybrook, huh? He's not a very good player. I mean, he was Sunday night. He had a good game. He yeah. made one great throw. He was fine. He made. He didn't make any bad throws. And he had two well, drops. Well, he should have been picked off early with that. Um, he should have been picked. There was two. Here he goes. Inter- so you're saying that Cohen wasn't good on Sunday He night. was good on Sunday night. All right. Well, I granted that. Do you, you think, think Cohen's a good quarterback? Uh, we'll see. Do you think Cohen's yes, a good quarterback? Yes, From oh, what okay. I've seen. So let's see who wins this bet by the end of the season. <laughs> right? uh, let's go prisoner of the moment. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Because that is going to be a downside is he's not going to play that well he the rest of the season. He won't play that well but, the rest of the season. That people, was kind of my point yeah. is that Florida State didn't play overly well, I thought. Certainly not on offense. They gave away a lot. And then they had three interceptions. They had nine penalties. Cone had the game of his life, and still it went to overtime. So I'm not – I mean, I think Notre Dame, talent for talent, is better. Uh, you, well, you but, know they are. But I think that seven w- points is about right. Like, I don't think they're 20 points better or 28 points better like they were last year. I know the score was 16, but last year it felt like they were 28 to 30 points better. I, I didn't feel like that at all on Sunday night. Go, make your point, Ira, because I want to retort to this. Well, I was just going to say that Florida State – if Florida State had played like an A game and Notre Dame played the way they did, yeah, Florida State would have won the game. But Florida State couldn't win that game without playing at a real high level, whereas Notre Dame could win it with not playing their best game. Yeah, but I don't. I so y'all thought Florida State played at a high level? No, I mean no, I no. thought like I'm saying but they, they, they would have won. They almost won the game despite it. I'm saying if both teams played at a high level, Notre Dame wins. Sure, I think I think Florida State would have had to play almost a, you know not a perfect game. This isn't USF in 2009 or whatever. yeah. You're not BJ Daniels. I mean you got to play <laughs> absolutely. But, but they would have had to play at all you know a really really high level and Notre Dame play a little bit below what they could play. I picked Notre Dame under their win total this year because I thought they'd take a step back. But I think in the draft will bear this out. They have better players than Florida State. There's no question they do, and they've had continuity. Yeah, at the head coaching position. So the only thing I would say to you is that. I really believe at 38-20, Notre Dame made a terrible decision. And they went soft, and they played a soft front. And the, the credit goes to Florida State's coaching staff for taking it, for taking it yeah. and running the ball and not panicking, trying to get points too quickly. They recognized, oh, you want to go, you want to play off with five minutes to go in the third quarter? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll run the ball now, and we'll go down and score, and you know we'll chip away. And then what happened was once Notre Dame, once Florida State got back in it, I, I would even dare say it within, within 10. Now Notre Dame's got to get some first downs. Well, they can't run the ball. 
Right. They can't run the ball, and that's another area where Florida State's improved immensely. They could not run against the Florida State front four. So now all of a sudden, your ability to run out the clock, which was what the goal was when you were playing soft, because you're allowing yards. You're long, you want a long drive. You want Florida State to go on a seven-minute drive, and so, yeah. you know if they score, they score, but whatever. Now we're deep into the fourth quarter. You're in trouble. Well, the problem is Florida State scores, and then they have to give it right back three and out because they can't run the ball at all. And that's where Florida State's gotten a lot better. I, I think that a lot and, better than any of us could have imagined. For sure, I think. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And and when when the game pressure started, Cone got worse. He did. You know, that yeah. last sack he took. I think I think it was the last sack. I mean, he just he looked like me, just like he just he went just, into a shell. Yeah, just yeah. Went, went into a shell. Yeah. I think that's the way he'll look often this year. But anyhow, that that <laughs> right. said, he played a good game. I'm not I'm not going to deny that he made a dime of a throw in the back right corner. That, uh, was, that was crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a great in the, throw. In the ones down the sideline, the the one in the end zone where Travis kind of Travis Shea overran it. That's not that's, that's just a bad it up. throw. He underthrew it. The one to beat Brownlee for like a thirty or thirty five yeah, yard play. That's yeah. I mean, he yeah. put it in a perfect. He made a couple incredible throws. He he seemed to. Always find that tight end. The tight end dropped two that it wouldn't have even go to over overtime if that kid had caught those two balls. Um, Imagine if he had, he would have had what eleven catches for nearly yeah. two hundred yards. At like that point. Uh, Heath Miller up well, in no, here. Well, no, he is considered really good. The top yeah. two or three tight hey, end in the country. Hey, Butterfingers is what I call him. Well, he, because I made a good point last night on this, and that is because Florida State bothered to hit people, so you you give <laughs> yeah, them something right? to think about a little bit. You know, Sidney Williams going to come up and hit you, man. Yeah. He might not be the best cover safety in the world, but, but he'll, he'll come up hit and hit and you, he, and he might miss a tackle. But a he's coming at you, he, and if he hits you, you're going backwards. But There's that's a suddenness to this defense that didn't exist a year ago. Mickey Andrews was out there at practice today and uh he had some good things to say about the defense and just talking to him and he and he in that point we we had that conversation about when you start hitting people it affects their play <laughs> yeah not yeah. just quarterbacks but receivers and running backs too they start to make some business decisions and but if you don't do that I man it's just it's you know it's like a picnic they're just take whatever Did they he want. say deloach remind him of all of Derek brooks no Actually, I'm asking Ira. He talked to Mickey Andrews. The answer would be no. He didn't okay. say that. First, what do you say? First thing he said when I walked up, you know, 20. <laughs> next year, bro. 20 is an awful lot like 10. <laughs> he might be two ten. You would have come yeah, here twice today. Good. Off the air, you'd have been like, hey, I'm Mickey. getting worried about that. <laughs> yeah, he said <laughs> Kalen Deloach just like Derek Brooks. <laughs> no, I, I think that we saw some things that we were excited about in camp, which was the front four, translate into being good in a game. Uh, I actually kind of like this secondary. I think they're going to get better each game. They were in position to make yeah. plays. And yeah. They should have had a couple of picks, actually. And then I, yeah. I also think that some of our fears came true. I, I don't think the linebackers are real good. I, DeLoach Despite plays hard. And he's pretty, <laughs> uh, they're, they're lacking in some areas at linebacker, and we knew we that. We knew that, in. though, right? We knew yeah. that. And, and, but, yeah, at least DeLoach will fill a hole, try to. Um, and it gets the run. I like Lundy a lot. Yeah, so they, they at least were physical, and, mm-hmm. and DeLoach made some really uh, nice effort plays, including on the ridiculous screen pass call blitz. But, uh, but yeah, they're not going to be great. We know they're not going to be great, but that defensive line – could be good enough if they stay healthy that they don't have to be a great Remember to this stop too. the run. Remember this, too, that Notre Dame, I understand, they replaced four of their starting five offensive linemen. They may have had communication issues, I don't know, but Notre Dame is an offensive line factory. Right. Yeah. And they have coached the position, recruited the position exceptionally well. So the guys that replaced the guys are always good. And they brought in an All-American. Yeah. So... What I we will finally tell you got Kane Madden to tally, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Was the slingshot there? Did he see the slingshot? <laughs> what I will tell you is that most of the offensive lines that Florida State faces Won't be are that. not going to be of that pedigree. And so this defensive line, which fared well against that offensive yeah. line, especially against the run and generated a pass rush, is going to have opportunities in some of these other 50-50 games to really take the games over. Let's hope it happens against Wake Forest in a couple of weeks, yeah. which is a game we all circled and still now, to me, feels like 
the biggest early season game. This game gives you hope. That game would confirm it. Or you, rob you of it. Or rob you of it. You have got to go win that game. I'm nervous talking about it. they got to go win that game to back up what we yeah. saw. Because nobody's they're going to win the game this weekend. I, they could go through the motions and they'll win this It'd game It'd be nice this if they didn't. It'd be but, nice, but, but I yes, understand it's the if Wake, they did. It's, short the Wake week. Forest, it's the Wake Forest game where people are going to be like, if you go up there and win, play well, then you got yeah, you some got real a little momentum, something going. Man. You got some real momentum. Well, we all watched Louisville last night. That's a program ready to call it a day. Yeah. Yikes. I don't think Satterfield has much going for him over there right now. Man. That doesn't look like a team who wants to play football. Bleak. Yeah, it's a bleak about – and Syracuse's ass. Mm. So you've got not, some wins here, man. Not a great start for the ACC. Woo! <laughs> I think the uh, – Thank God I don't walk around waving the flag for the ACC. I was going to say, Florida you, think, State, baby. you think Florida State and, like, Virginia Tech probably had the two most impressive so. opening yeah. weekend Virginia uh, won handily. Who'd they play? They covered easily. It was like they William and Mary? Matt, William, William and Mary, Mary, I think it was. I mean, of course. Why would Virginia play anybody else but William and Mary? Let me, let me tell you something – Syracuse would have lost to William and Mary. Sure, so well, I'm fine. just pointing it out there. But if you're looking from a national scene, like you know, yeah. Herb Street was talking Florida State up. Uh, Luganville's been talking Florida State up. Like they, you can just see a difference in the way they looked and the way they fought, the way they played, came back, scored 38 on Notre Dame, which never happens. Nobody does that. Um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a really it's a team that you're excited about, even in a loss, whether the kick goes in or not. It came down to missed kicks or make made kicks. I didn't think that was going to happen before the game. And I think when you look at the totality of that game, you have a reason to be genuinely excited about the direction of the program. The only thing that kind of stinks is I just, I'm just i not looking forward to what's the conversations about the quarterbacks that we're about to have. Ooh, that, well, sounds like started. that sounds like a tease. Into the next, yeah, that, uh, let's talk about it next. Yeah, ooh. There you go. Look at this guy. He's, uh, yeah. Put He's your phone back serve, next to my... Serving it up. The, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Make it all static. It doesn't matter if you're going to serve up teases like that. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Yeah, I'm supposed to talk. I forget that we don't have sometimes a little bumper here on the Seminole Headlines 93.3 version. 
We don't, uh, we don't need a bumper. We don't need a bumper. We don't. You know, I went back and caught up because I wasn't on the stream there for a second, and now I'm caught up here. There is a sense. Uh, a lot of people noted that um, they're still kind of exhausted from Sunday night. I think we all feel a little bit of that. Uh, whether that's because the game ended very late, but also yeah. there was an emotional investment. I'm happy to be that kind of exhausted. And it wasn't just the game, though, man. That whole game was just such a journey because you had, you know, the first game with a packed house in two years. You had the Bobby Bowden tribute, which was awesome. The Marching Chiefs kill. I mean, that was awesome. Amazing Grace. Yeah. And then were uh, you in? Were you in the stadium for that? Mm-hmm. I know you were, but did you have your cell phone light up? I did. That was with your dad. I recorded it. Oh, look at you! I've got it here. If you'd like to watch it during, I the mean, show, you can put it on our War, war I, I Chant. Can, I can do it YouTube. right here if you Why want. You put it on our War Chant YouTube. Well, feed. You know, everybody had access to it. I mean, you guys could have done that live, whatever. I mean, hey man, you got to get the likes. Got to get the likes. Yeah, the retweets. We're trying to get subscriptions up I mean, on that thing. There, you got it. I got it going right here. There, you, there nice. it is on the screen. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. I have good seats there. You can see that? It's the, yeah, it's about and the forty-five yard line. That is nice. That's a good spot. Yeah. How'd your old man? Did he enjoy it? He did. He had a good time. Is he excited? We, we could have at least got. We could have got. A... Is that going to flag it now on L- YouTube? Little Amazing Grace. <laughs> that won't flag. It was all three <laughs> seconds. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see Tom Lang freaking out. <laughs> got that in there. When's the, what's the next game he's coming to? Because I was thinking we could. Like, he comes you could to take, all of them, but you he's could not take, gonna be, except for this weekend. He's he's going to skip the old Jacksonville State game. Mm. You, I was just thinking you could take one of like one quarter and in one, in one of our seats. Another quarter in the other one season. And, and you guys can turns. come down into the stands. Just for a quarter. He legitimately, so at at Horizons, at the that Friday night thing we did, uh, Stephanie came up and said, hey, I'm a member of the Dead Dad Club, too. And your dad was like, what? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and like, what? He's like, well, we're going to talk about our dead dad. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, okay. And his he's died like, when he was 19. Yeah, and she's like, oh, do you not know? And and I had to explain to him, like, look, Jeff kind of makes fun of me and Ira for having Which lost our dad. Which is also not 100% true. And he was horrified 100%. when I said that. The way I phrased it, he's like, he does what? And I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, we make fun of ourselves, uh, and he just jokes that he loves getting a chance to talk to you, and, and that's how that's I just part point of out a, that my dad is very much here. Yeah. What's funny, though, yeah. is the couple So he of- embraced me at the end. He gave me a big hug, legitimately. And kissed and you I, on the head. And he kissed me in the head as I fell into his arms. Felt so that was, it felt really good, actually. What a moment. The, Ten uh, years. A couple of the guys I was talking to at Horizons also uh, were like, uh, you know, they're like, oh, wait, that's Jeff's dad? And we're like, yeah, that's Jeff's dad. And they're like, hey, we lost our dads, too. Like, yeah. All right. You know, yeah, I, he represents the dad doll. He's a dad to all those who need dads. The oddity <laughs> was there were perfect strangers who caught wind of this, yes. just started walking up. I kind of felt bad for my dad. Uh, started out you know. in I mean, there were a couple of guys walked up. Hey, my name is Hank yeah. from Kentucky. I, I lost my dad a year ago. <laughs> I hear that you give hugs. Well, yeah, let's have a catch. <laughs> I got my catcher's mitt in the, yeah, in the yeah. truck. Can you watch a video with me? <laughs> yeah. My dad would have loved to have seen his grandson. Here's your but grandson. You, you can hear, yeah, here's here. your, don't you love him? Isn't he beautiful? Yeah. He looks just like your dad. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets, that every, he gets that every week he comes up now. Yeah. So he won't be here uh, this but, weekend. But uh, then, you know, they have the whole McKenzie Milton thing. Yeah, got that, the too, that became Gibbons the with, bigger – almost that became a bigger story nationally, I think, than uh, clearly than, than Florida State being close to back or being better, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, the game itself was McKenzie Milton, yeah, which man, was, was cool. It's a great story. It's just we're so we're in it, so we don't appreciate it. Maybe that the the average college football fan, how cool it was to see that. Yeah, and I I, get, I was retweeting like Chris Doring and like UF people who were like, "Hey, man, I don't like really anything cool. about Florida yeah. State, but this is awesome." UCF was tweeting like, the "Oh UCF yeah, they football did a really good job." Tweeted it, a yeah. cool thing about it. Yeah, it's neat. Okay, now I'm ready to move on though, and right. because it's gonna yeah, become, now it's about it's gonna be like Nick O'Leary. The grandson. It's, okay, mm. I get it. It's about the football. He's here. He's ready to play. And what gets more interesting now is how this gets worked out. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be important. You know, 
we've all been probably on a lot of different shows. People want to talk about that game. And one of the things that I've kind of fought to clarify, and, and also for, for our listeners and, and for the fan base, it's not like they just swung and missed by not recognizing Mackenzie Milton's ability. That's not how this camp played out. It's not, first of all, they were the ones who tried to woo Mackenzie Milton based on that ability. They yeah. definitely brought him in here to play. You don't ask that guy to come over so he can sit the bench. So their intentions were for him to play. But you also then, as you bring both quarterbacks to the ACC kickoff, and you ask that they continue to compete and fight for a job, you cannot let one guy who's out there almost every day and having, I might add, a great camp. I would, I would not use the word great. But I thought he was Jordan ha- Travis had a great camp. He was having a for- better camp than the guy he was competing with well, for, for a variety of wasn't reasons. even close. One of which being he was, he was available. getting a lot more reps. E- easily a good camp. Yeah, not, not, not average, not okay. He, he was having a, a good very camp. good very camp. camp. And by the standards of a year ago, <clears throat> oh, yeah, he yeah, took yeah. a massive and leap forward. the standards of Florida State quarterback play over the Lately. last five years. Yeah, so he had played so much better. Then McKenzie comes here, and you would like to believe that if he's able to, to, to practice as much as he would like to himself and as much as the coaches need him to, that, yeah, he might end up winning the job. But it wasn't like the coaches were watching these two guys every day in practice and they were dead even and they went, oh, let's go with Jordan. That didn't happen. And I'm trying to explain to people while being delicate about the time missed from McKenzie, about the reasons why with load management and whatever else, that it wasn't so simple. You can't just say, well, thanks for competing, even though this is pretty obvious to everybody what happened here in camp. I'm going to go ahead and start this other guy because you'll lose these other players. Yeah, there's nobody I – didn't, I didn't hear one person around the program nobody. over the last month say Mackenzie Milton need to be the starter. Now. Now here we are, though. Here we are. Here we we are. have here arrived, we are. and there's two things at play that are also true. And that is that when McKenzie Milton got in there, there's no question the passing game, the drop back passing game improves immediately. Right. His decision making, how quick he gets the ball out of his hand, he makes up for an average arm with that quick release. And I think he just understands what he's looking at from the pocket. And sadly, Jordan didn't look appreciably better from yeah. the pocket than he did a year ago. He looked uneasy, uncomfortable. At times, really kind of ran when he didn't have to. There were rare moments that there was a pocket. He wouldn't climb it. So now you do have a dilemma in the sense that, okay, I got a guy that when the lights came on could could really operate as a passer. What do they have to see from him week to week in practice? Can it be a thing where he, you know, he's very limited in practice, but they just trust that when the games start, he's going to play well? Or do they, does he have to be available to them during install to make sure that he's getting the requisite reps to be the starting quarterback? I, I, wonder. I mean, well, every indication right now is he's able to practice. I mean, we were out there today. They were both out there, uh, practice. out there practicing, so everything's fine from that standpoint. And that's a good sign. He did get tackled, and he was able to practice a couple days later. That's a good sign. Um, but I think it's it's there's a couple things I do want to bring up about that game before we move forward. This was a season opener, that, and I wrote about it on the site, that Notre Dame had all offseason to prepare for. And that's a different animal than when you face a team during the regular season. And they had a new defensive coordinator, and you're going up against the kid that really ran the ball well against you last year. And they've got more, they know more about Mike Norvell and this offense and Jordan Travis than Florida State knew what Notre Dame was going to be doing because they have a new coordinator. And I really think whoever started a quarterback was probably going to have a tough time in that game. The one thing to remember is Mackenzie Milton At least got early there. on. Yeah. Like, like Devontae Love-Taylor said yesterday on Trench Talk, 4chan, 
Um, they saw some things, and I think Norville Nor even said, said that afterwards. Again. They they did some things that they hadn't prepared for at all. They hadn't seen it all on film, mm-hmm. and that was that was confusing. Yeah, first games the line, do that to coaches all the time. Confusing the line, yeah. confusing the coordinators, confusing the quarterback. So that that didn't help. <clears throat> and then you get the pressure that I'm sure Jordan Travis feels, knowing that man, a lot of people in those stands want to see the other guy in the game, and so now you get game pressure and all that. So I just want to put that out there that this was. I think you're going to see Jordan Travis play better. Because what people are coming to us with is, what the hell were you guys talking about? He looks like the same guy that we saw in the yeah. past. Number one, I would say he doesn't. I thought he threw the ball. The, the pass to Parchment he doesn't make last year. The pass to Ja'Kai Douglas he probably doesn't make last year. So I think he is. he was better, even all that considered. But I think you're going to see him play better in general anyway. And I think the thing you got to remember about Mackenzie Milton is, it's a big difference putting him in for a couple series where he threw five passes versus saying, hey, man, now start the game on that leg that we don't know how it's going to – when you get rolled into – And with this yeah. offensive line. With this you offensive go, yeah, line. You're going to be able to move all, so I'm escape not all that. campaigning for Jordan Travis. I just think it's a lot more complicated than, hey, we've got this guy and this Well, guy. it's always more nuanced. The, the greater discussion is more nuanced there. I do think if he's healthy and able to rep, he'll be the starting quarterback. Mackenzie Milton, that is. I do think he will be. Now, there are going to be games where they, with this offensive line – you think this line, week? I don't know about this week. I mean, probably. If I think it's. A, I think this week, whoever starts, I think it's a. Weirdly, I think it'll probably be the tryout for, for yeah, Lake Forest. Yeah, they're both going to play. We both. Yeah, know they'll that. both play, and whoever looks the best, or if if McKenzie looks like he did and holds up, I think you go into Wake Forest probably with him as your starter. And you again, it's Jacksonville State, so it's hard to know. But if you can run the ball like you did. With Mackenzie Milton at quarter, but that's what surprised me. But again, at that point that he they comes in, off. yeah, they backed they'd, off. They're up but 18. they backed off because they also backed off because Mackenzie Milton yeah. was in the game. Yeah, like, sure. He, yeah, sure. They you know what I mean? So sure. that that gives you an extra like it works both ways. Like the, I think the running backs had some seams and some holes because a lot of attention was focused on Jordan Travis early on, just like all of last year with sure. the running game, and then. Mackenzie Milton comes in and they have to back off, and that opens up some lanes and some holes. So they both, it, it was just, it was encouraging to see that they could run the ball. I mean, I think in his last two drives, he might have completed one pass. Like it was all run. Uh, that was very encouraging to see uh, moving forward that no matter who the, I thought if they were going to run for 300 yards or close to it against Notre Dame, number one, I would have never dreamed that. Jordan that would have had a half of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan had nine yards rushing. And they had 268. Yeah, as a well, team. we factor in sacks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, but he had one run. He had the one. He had the one run, run and that was his last play leg. of the game. Like he didn't do any. He didn't really do anything with his legs other than the escape to and find parts. And I think you know you got to give some of that credit to Notre Dame, and they got him out of sorts. I mean, I'm not saying Jordan played well. He did not play well. well I'm big, just saying that it was that was that was a unique situation, and I get it. People aren't going to buy that because they only know what they saw last year. But spring happened and camp happened. He's just got to translate it to Saturdays and calm down. I, I think, and I want to see that happen because I know how hard he's worked, but he never seems to play in rhythm in the passing game. You know, there's just no drop back, back foot hits the ground, ball comes out. Yeah, I, I gotta see that from Jordan, and and hopefully we will. I'm not saying it's impossible. Are you are you are you Taylor an offense that it's not around that? Like he, you know, he did. I didn't think he played well at all. Really, I didn't think he played nearly as well as he could have. And I made this point. They still put up 28 points and had him at midfield in the fourth quarter. Like three years ago, think about what mm-hmm. two years ago. 28 points against Notre Dame was not happening. Yeah, they, they weren't close to it. They couldn't a, have done it. Yeah, they had like 340 yards of offense and, and 28 points with like nine minutes to go in the fourth And he corner, didn't play is, well. He yeah. didn't play overly well. So that he had, it was 9 of 19 with three picks. So imagine him playing a little bit better, what that, mean, what that would mean. But, yes, I do think, 
yeah, I think McKenzie sees it quicker, which is more – that's the thing more than anything, right? He sees it better and quicker. That's it. That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, he's – yeah, if he's healthy, he's one sure. of the best quarterbacks but in the country. But you have to keep Jordan Travis involved, but, engaged, and in part of the game plan as well. Well, that's the thing. You just look at the sideline, and, and my man's got a massager on his leg during a game to try to keep yeah. the blood flow or whatever they yeah. have to do to keep – and people are acting like, hey, man, why don't you just throw him out there? No, it's precarious, well, We don't know that he can play 70 snaps of football, I and mean, we don't know. And a lot of people are going to ask that question. Like, uh, you, you played, you know, you're five of seven, and we're over here worried about your leg already and in limited action. It is, it is disconcerting. And so we're, I think it's going to be a fluid situation all season long. No matter what fans want, they're yeah. going to have to monitor it series by series, which is less than ideal, but – all right, we'll see. You're also not going to be playing Notre Dame every week. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Good to be back. 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. It is Seminole Headlines. Man. You're right. I don't want to see this debate rage on for weeks on end. And can I just one more thing on Here this? Here we go. All right. This is this is a old man lecturing the, the young people. And I don't know how many students listen to Seminole headlines, but if you a do, lot. spread Probably the word. A lot. Probably spread a lot. the word. You can't boo Jordan Travis. And and I had a couple of people tell me that did there somebody were, boo them. That's what a couple. Of I people did not told hear me. that. I know. And I've heard this. I've heard differing viewpoints. Some people said no. I've had a few people tell me that they did hear boos. Just say this. And, and the in the the person that made the comment to me from within the program was like, look, man, that didn't work well for James Blackman. Like that doesn't help. And so that what I think what happens is the fans are booing the, a decision. They're not necessarily booing the kid. They're booing, Hey, that's not who we want in the game. And we're trying to let you know, yeah, circumstantial, we yeah. that's not going to, it's not going to change the coach's opinion. And all it does is, I mean, it, it can affect a kid. So I'm not saying it has affect him. I'm not saying he hurt it. I'm just saying, that's not what you I'll, need to do. I'll say this as somebody in the stands for the I never heard it. Okay. So I've it heard had it to have been a smattering. So I did yeah. not hear it at all. And I would feel like if he was booed, it was probably on the inter it, the boos probably came after the fourth down interception. It couldn't have been like I, I can't I even know. envision a scenario where it became before that. And on the fourth down interception, I truly think you're booing the fact that you went for it on fourth down and it didn't work out and you just gave them the ball at your thirty three. Not get this slappy out of here at quarterback. I could be wrong. Uh, but also, the, the problem is if you do boo on offense, you, who, how does yeah, the quarterback just, know who it is? Sure. I mean, but like, but, he but can, like hey, Blackman, maybe the he thing with Blackman well. was, the, well, thing, uh, the, the end was awful. Yeah, well, yeah, but he, was, he, he wasn't this guy. And, and we can say don't boo him. You don't boo him. You shouldn't boo him. But uh, and I don't know who did. I don't know if it was students. I hope it wasn't boosters. And we're going to come find him. We're going to come find him. We're gonna gonna come find him yeah, but uh, because that's Devin's brother. Don't <laughs> boo Devin's family. That's exactly. Devin's blood. Um, but he responded well. His last drive was a touchdown, and then he had him out to the fifty again. So it wasn't like, unlike say the last quarterback, guess, he I, didn't spiral into goo. He actually he remember Felipe Franks like when he yeah. scored the touchdown and added, taunted, taunted he his, own fans. his own crowd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he shushed Gator fans. I, I do think uh, I do think they're going to need both guys. I mean that's what we've hundred percent. So I think the quicker fans get their minds wrapped around that and support both of them and figure out hope that the coaching staff can figure out a way to use the, both of them to their strengths. That's going to be the best situation. I don't think you you can expect either and one. And I of these made guys. this analogy, Jeff. I know you're about to say something, but Go ahead. it's time really for me. Yeah. You got shows all I'm the fine. time. Yeah, I'm tired of doing shows. Um, <laughs> I made this analogy about Javi Baez. Uh-huh. He's a uh, he's a productive baseball player, right? He's a productive major league hitter. 
but he can be pretty maddening to watch a lot of the times. He'll swing at balls that are bouncing that, that go over the net. Yeah, uh, Tom knows he's a Mets fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, a pitcher will bounce one; it'll be like a highlight roll or something, and he'll swing at one that doesn't even get to the dirt. But he also finishes the season with thirty-three homers and hundred RBIs, and you can't say he's not a productive baseball player. Right. Does Jordan Travis have some of that in him where he can look Javi Baez-ish at times, but he still put up 28 points and in, in, uh, had three touchdowns you against Notre Dame? But you just can't run your offense right now with him. If, you're, if your offense is a drop-back passing offense at all, you, you just that element is not there for him. Right. And I think that, yes, you can get away with it here and there. there are, it's like having those days where you're gonna go, he's going to go 0 for 5 with four strikeouts, and you're going to be like, man, that – that's not going to help us win games. Yeah. Jordan's going to have games where there's nothing in the passing game but him running around. I would say it's more like, like he, well, goes, the problem? he goes two for five with three strikeouts, a home run, and a double. Like, is that? Well, I, I'd take that all day well, long. Well, sure you would, but the three strikeouts might come with the bases loaded. Like, it, it all, it's all about context, but he seems like a really, like, you know, again, he's, he, he's led four touchdown drives. It's feast or famine, and, and, but I think it's going to be that way with either one of those guys because the Maybe. offensive line issues. I think the difference is we haven't we haven't yet seen yeah. it yet with Milton, and we have seen it uh, for six games, only six games now with Jordan. Two of his six games have been against Notre Dame. Because part of the problem is the pass protection. If you get in second and long or third and long, they have no chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have yeah, not they, been that's, able to. That's not going to change who the quarter depending on who the quarterback is. No, but the ways of mitigating that rush. Uh, are very different for the two quarterbacks. Yes, one will pre-snap and know exactly where he's going now, and the rush won't get there because it's going to be out of his hand. Now you may be really short of the first down, but it's not. Gonna, he's not going to sit there and wait to get hit. And the other way that it's combated is that Jordan's going to make that guy miss, and then yeah, he breaks contain, and who knows? We yeah. may we have a miracle play. James writes and gave us a tip. Appreciate that, James. Go, James. But I think this is pertinent to the two quarterbacks here because I think one of the answers involves Jordan Travis. Hello, fellas. What is going to be the miracle cure for stopping procedure in the ongoing off, uh, offensive penalties? Two illegal downfield calls this game. It's been four years, four staffs, and the problem yeah. still persists. The illegal man downfield stuff, that's going to happen a lot with Jordan Travis. Because yeah. they think he's running. Well, because he yeah, is. He does uh, run. running around yeah. all damn day. You're going to go, you're taught to hit somebody, not just stand there. And so those guys, that's any quarterback that runs, by the way. That happens in the NFL as well. But that he that's a big part of who he is. You're going to get those calls because he's running around trying to make something happen. I think you'll see fewer of the illegal man downfield calls when, when McKenzie Milton's at quarterback. The false starts, though, they have one on a receiver. That can't ever happen. That can never happen. Uh, and we I never got to see the good replay. And it was pokey. Know. It was pokey yeah. coming on that wide receiver screen, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we didn't see pokey again after that. Yeah, well, I can't imagine that's it. But, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he got banged up. But but they also had uh, you know, some on the offensive line as well. You had – a center infraction, which you yeah. don't you don't you see a, very often. Yeah, two false starts and a in a center infraction. Snapping That's fractions. not great. It's not great. Uh, but, well, and they can't overcome it again. Like going back to the Jameis days, that was the only time since I've covered Florida State, honestly, the last twenty years that it didn't matter. It almost it made didn't it more matter. fun. It, it did made it more of a challenge. At all. But for most quarterbacks, it does matter. I do want to address a misnomer too. It's it's a commonly held belief by fans, and and it's just statistically not accurate. Uh, they'll talk about their team if they commit penalties uh, as, you know, they talk about the self-inflicted wounds. It's just something that you can't overcome. Oh, no, no, nay, nay. Offensive do- dominant teams are oftentimes the most penalized teams in the country, and they overcome it on the regular. Florida State during its heyday was one of the top 10, top 20 most penalized teams yeah. in the country. So was Miami. Took pride so was in Florida it. when they were good. Dude, I, teams like elite teams commit penalties 
all the time yeah. and overcome it. It's not a direct correlation to winning and losing games. No, it's just the problem when you're not an elite when team. When you're not an elite team <laughs> yeah. and you create more problems for yourself, yes. But people will say, you just can't overcome that. that. And also, I'll hear people say this, good teams don't do that. Nonsense. No, good teams yeah. do that all the time. Yeah. They just are good enough to overcome it. Yeah, you, you definitely can live with it if you're a better team. But that's where, like, when you watch Mike Norvell and the way they practice, which we get to, not you know, thankfully, they emphasize – Avoiding those penalties and special teams because he's trying to find anything he yeah, can, the hidden yards, any scraps he, he can get because he knows he can't just line up and beat people. So the snapping issues. Yeah. Hey, they came to fruition like what we had talked about in camp. Uh, reared their ugly head at a it really inopportune all time. The time in I've camp. never seen. And Maurice Smith was clearly not right. He, he, he tried to play and couldn't. But that first half snap that was like a Degrom slider. I've never seen a snap like that in my life. Like it, usually they're either above your head or at your feet. Not two feet to the right. I don't even know physically how if there's the window between his legs. To, he how did like he get a it that far? Snap. I guess TV said he's been dealing with a. And Mike Norvell does not talk about injuries, but I guess on TV they said he'd been dealing with a back issue. Which yeah, you can and, only he, imagine. and that was his last Dude, play, I think, of you, the game. I mean, just think of. You know, thankfully, I've never had like major back problems. It's, but a, it's a big deal. That, I, there's a couple times where my back didn't feel good. Yeah, and that imagine playing sucked. that imagine playing position. football in that position. I think it would make you snap in a lot of weird ways. Um, but and they then, do and then, have to remedy this yeah, because yeah. this can't continue. Yeah. And by the way, they're not immune to it when Babyon's in there. No, they're not no. immune to it. They, 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 this is an ongoing problem. That's not coaching, folks. Nobody's teaching them to snap it the way that they are, and they do try to correct it. I will it's say this. That, I wa- have a guy. We watch those quarterbacks, when they do warm-ups, they have that net with the three the three squares, and they're trying to throw it in that middle square, the top square, the bottom square. I wouldn't mind doing that with my centers. <laughs> Turn your butt around and try to snap it in the middle of that net every time. Do it 100 times in a row, and then you can go eat. And then welcome those back pains because <laughs> well, you're going to be fine. doing 100 snaps. <laughs> it's fine. But, yeah, I, that's, uh, I, I just the one regret I have from that game is I really would have liked to seen what he did on that third down play. I oh, think there's well, a chance we'll they win the game. That the rest we'll of always life. wonder because there's a chance he there's some the magic game. in the air and they win that game on on that play. I'd like to argue that they very well might have. Yes, and he, I think he so. made it. In, the, the, I think the best play he made was the throw to Keyshawn. I, I still don't understand how he saw it and made that throw he down to the five. In. But the second best play he made was that play to, to pick yeah. up that ball and away. have the wherewithal to throw it away like that. Was, yeah. a, was, a, six, was a 23-year-old veteran. Great play to make, and he's not 100% healthy. And somebody came at me on Twitter because I, I you know, tweeted it was a great play, and somebody was like, oh, your standards for quarterbacks has gotten really low if that's a great play. And it's like, look, man, yeah, I just know that a lot of other quarterbacks would have either just dove on it or yeah, turned it answer. into a bigger mistake. Stood up and tried to make three guys yeah. miss and come I mean, out of the pocket. He did exactly yeah. what you want to do as a veteran quarterback, which he is. Similar headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Turns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Simple headlines rolling on here. 93.3 Real Talk Radio and, of course, War Chant TV. And, guys, a lot of people here today. What about uh, what about my man Trayshawn? 
He's got he's got some he's stuff our, to him. Yeah. Our man Trayshawn. He's our man. Yeah, he's our man Trayshawn. Hey. He's got some stuff to him, man. Like that. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Toa Feely because I still think he's got a, a lot of potential. He's got promise, but, but this, Corbin but and Corbin and, and him are gonna get the vast yeah. majority of those Jay Sean carries. Trey Sean. Yeah, the Shawns. I said Sean gone. The Sean gone backfield. What do you think about that? Like instead of Sean I knew this John was coming, I knew that it, we were instead of have Sean to get... John, it's Sean gone because they're gone on so many long runs. The Sean gone backfield. Okay, I'm gonna I, say this. I'm gonna say no. It's okay. it's better than the Seagulls. Yeah, the reach for the web. Yeah, the web toe. Yeah, that was a reach. Sean Gon's better. It plays on their names a little more, but the, the let's keep working on it. Okay, I, I we'll work. <laughs> let's keep working. I go it. back to the lab. Yeah, well, you're you're good at these. Yeah, it's not my best effort. I think you, there's something better yeah, out there. I'm giving you credit here. You're much better at this than that. So <laughs> thank you. Just, you have a higher yeah, standard. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Fine. I just I hold you to a higher. Right, well, standard. and I apologize to you guys. Yeah, that was that, for the listeners. That let's was rough. work on it. Let's work on it. Maybe it'll hit you when they both score against Jacksonville State or something. Yeah. Or maybe when we're all at the way. Are we all still going to the Wake Forest game? Well, I'm going. Let's if, go. I'm in. You're Hill. I've never been to Wake. I've never been to Wake. Yeah, and we actually at the at the meetup at Hit Horizons the other night met some friends who were. Uh, from came there, down right? from North Carolina, Winston and they, Salem? they said they're going to be there with us on the hill. So, oh, so we're, we're got, actually going to go sit on the hill. I we've would got, love to sit on the hill. He won't let us. He will not want to do it. I'm sure he's saying it now, but he would not. We're going to rally it. the troops. And I then think we're it would gonna, be like, good generals. We're going to be up in the. We press don't need box. to be in the press box. Let's just be on the hill. I've never been to Wake Forest. I'm not saying that it's been a lifelong dream. It's, but right. I am saying that I would it's like the, to check it. It's on the list. I mean, I've been everywhere else in the ACC. I just haven't gone to Wake. Yeah, it's a, hey, it's a nice little stadium for what it is. The fairs across the, the fairs a little <laughs> the bit fair's down the really road, active, just like NC State. Yeah, they got fairs always fair. in town. It's cool, man. It's cool that little hills. That that's nice. What if we get up there on a Friday night? What what are the watering holes like, guys? Good question. We Sit usually stay. In, think, we usually stay in Greensboro though, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a little a, trivia about Winston Salem. That's where uh, Krispy Kreme was founded. There you go. What about that? Go. What do you yeah. think about that? It works. Yeah, so both. yeah, but either way, I thought Trey Sean and Jay Sean. We talk a lot about the quarterbacks, but that you know Corbin's a different dude clearly yes. than he was at the beginning of last year. That was some burst. That was some speed. He ran hard. He got a the play the drive that they they made it 38-28. He had a really tough run on fourth down to get right. them that. That's the stuff that I think gets overlooked in games like that. But that's 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 just a great run for two yards. He's a good running back, it would yes. appear. And Treshawn Ward is a little, you know, bottle of lightning. Fire plug. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and I think they did a good job of not letting him break a long one. But, yeah, I think Treshawn, to me, is a guy that could go the distance. I did not know that Jayshon could do that. Yeah. It helped that they had, like, 10 guys up Jay the last scrimmage. I want to point out that uh, a couple uh, – well, in particular, Glenn would like How us about to focus Treshawn, on – Treshawn to the limo. We'll see. Okay. Sorry, Glenn wants us ball. to focus on Jacksonville State. Glenn, I'll answer your question. He wrote, can we focus on Jacksonville State? No. Mm-mm. No. Sorry, this ain't going to be for you today. No, we're not going to focus on but, Jacksonville State But the at all. team will. I will say this. We were out of practice today. They were already and if doing... that's your question, I'm sure they will, but not these three guys. Yeah, no. Do... no, we're not doing it. They're already doing their, their uh, scout team stuff for Jacksonville State. They're taking it seriously. Got to get their first win. Can't overlook anybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're not going to Well, and they, they were down to them last year at the half. Twenty-one to fourteen. Mm-hmm. So I they, you would hope still that, not going to focus on you, uh, No, we're not. But <laughs> no. you would hope they would take them a little more seriously than maybe three middle-aged. Hey, sports yeah. when, when it's in the second quarter, if it's like seven-seven, people are going to be tweeting. I don't at care. Us. I still won't. Glenn focus definitely on you will. guys were there's looking a chance, past. There's them. a chance I'm not watching the game at that point. Who cares? 
No, I'm kidding. I'll watch right, the game. Sure. I mean, at some point, I'll watch the game. And it would be nice. It would be nice. I get why they might not, but it would be nice if they went out and, and were up by 30 at half. It'd be really nice, but I'm not going to be down on them if they don't. No, but yeah. They just played but a, it'd be a physical nice and emotionally draining game. It's normal for people, human nature, to have let down. Now, it's a business. you got to go out there and work. Yeah. you got to do what you're supposed to do. But You yeah. also, but you, one nice thing about this team is you do have a lot of dudes who, this is, they only have one year. Yeah, you know, you got a lot of these. There's nobody know, on this team that's proven jack squat, really, except for the back. Well, the we'll co-starting quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Um, nobody else has really done anything in college of note. So yeah, they should all be itching, chomping at the bit. Here's I like what I will say. want to see in the Jacksonville State game because there will be opportunities. I want to see the linebackers play better, and I want to see tight ends get involved in this football game. Yeah. They were irrelevant in the last right. football game. I'd like to see them. I mean, that, it's not a great room. Like they got to recruit it's their deep. way out of that. They deep. Re- it is very <laughs> deep. I mean, it is. It's eleven deep. It's not a. It's it's just not a real talented room. But but I'd like to see them get involved. Yeah. And they got opportunities this weekend. Uh, and then I guess obviously uh, the receivers should have more of an opportunity. Well, we to, don't know. Notre Dame's sole focus this offseason might have been taking the FSU tight ends. tight ends away. <laughs> so we'll see when they go up against a different type of uh, defense. But yeah, it's so e- it that's such a tough team to open up with. It's not Alabama tough, but that's a that's a really good defensive line. I think that Notre Dame has. Um, and that safety is ridiculous. Uh, he's uh, yes, he's, he's really good. He's really good from Atlanta, from the four hundred four. That, that, that range, by the way, woo woo. It's like Andrew Jones tracking down a double in the gap. You that know, was I was so happy he took his helmet off when he did because <laughs> I knew that it was going to help Florida well, State. But when I watched it, I was in awe. I mean, I I, I love the position and I, watching that come across the field. I thought that's impossible. I was convinced there's no way he's in bounds. Like when they called right. him yeah. in bounds, I'm like, there's he was no way. Easily there's in no bounds. way he covered that much ground. Yeah. Caught the ball and then he was and easily kept, in bounds. And he was like, yeah. He was, and he had his helmet off before. <laughs> or like the play was he, like he was still sliding and his helmet was off. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with. We'll get to your questions in a moment.